Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Welcome to the second episode of the M&M Football Hour. It's your host, Matt, here again. Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today. It was a big day for, for football news and for, of course, the Combine. There was all kinds of different uh, stuff that came out today with players running crazy 40-yard dashes, QBs making really good throws, really bad throws in the different drills, rumors coming out with different trades proposed and different free agent landing positions and different teams talking about different players. And so it's, it's going to be a, an interesting interesting episode here. I think we kind of have to, to start with the, the fact that we saw a lot of crazy athletic players today at the Combine. And I would say the standout for me would be obviously DK Metcalf running a 4-3-40 and displaying just a pretty extreme amount of, of talent and, and potential as a as a teammate, whatever team decides to take him, I think whether it's Cleveland, whether it's San Francisco, whether it's, I mean, who knows who's going to take him, but I think he just moved up to probably be a top 10, possibly top five to pick in the draft. So it's really going to depend on how teams value him as a talent and how much a team needs a wide receiver. And if they think they can change the team by drafting a wide receiver that much, and he'll make that much of an impact. I think he could go to uh, the 49ers at number two overall. It all depends on, on how serious they are about trading for Odell Beckham. It all comes down to how serious they are about getting an offensive player or if they want a defensive player. It really, it really comes down to what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. And we know from historically speaking, he definitely likes to have talented offensive players. And with Jimmy coming back today or this season off injury, they have some good young players at wide receiver and they have a good young tight end. Uh, so, and they bring back Jarek McKinnon who can definitely catch the ball out of the backfield. Not a Todd Gurley and not a Le'Veon Bell, but definitely better than an average running back at catching the ball out of the backfield and, and running it. So definitely it's possible they could pick, pick him at number two. Um, I would say if we move on to the, the quarterbacks, I, I would say Dwayne Haskins really increased his stock today, if, if possible, because he was already kind of the number one, number two QB. But throwing some of those deep balls in the drills, hitting his target, he definitely sold his case to a lot of teams. I think primarily the Giants are going to be the ones that are interested in him. I guess the Jaguars could take him if he's available but yeah and then you have the whole wild card of 
of Miami or Washington trading up to get a quarterback. And I don't know if that would either be Murray or Haskins or now Drew Locke. It's all kind of up in the air with that. We can definitely guess that that Murray and, and Haskins are going to go in the top five. Pretty sure, um, unless something changes. But it'll be interesting to see see what teams take him versus going for a free agent signing like Foles or Teddy Bridgewater or you know Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I don't think he's even in consideration. But I guarantee you a team will sign him if the Buccaneers don't want to sign him again. Uh, yeah, it really really speaks to the amount of, of actual talent in this draft this year and the amount of teams that are desperate to get players to increase their potential of winning. Everybody wants to win now. So you know, a lot of teams out there, Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers, the New York Jets, the Dolphins, all bringing these new staffs into play, really needing talented wide receivers, talented tight ends, talented skill players to really bring themselves to that next level. And if they want to do it, in a timely fashion. They're going to need the DK Metcalf. They're going to need some sort of playmaker who can really create chaos and create a, a feared environment for when they're on the field on offense. And you really got to guess that, that Green Bay probably goes for some sort of wide receiver or tight end to try to help Rodgers. Because definitely after last year, and if Rodgers can come back healthy and they can give him weapons, they're always going to be a potential contender. It's, it's hard to ever count them out. So I guess we can transition into talking about... I'm just looking through through a little bit of news here. Transition into kind of the 2019 draft order and see kind of what I think is going to happen and what I would like to see happen is just as a casual fan. Uh, I, de- I really think that from a, a viewer standpoint and from somebody who really likes drama and likes, <laughs> likes chaos to be created just for excitement purposes, I would really enjoy seeing Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals take Murray at number one. I don't know if it'll happen. Maybe it's a smokescreen. Maybe they're trying to fake people out and shit. But I think if he want to run the offense that Kingsbury likes to run and they want to do a huge reset button on themselves, I think you already somewhat admitted that, that Rosen was kind of a failure. He really wasn't. The prospect, you, he still has potential, and somebody probably will trade a second-round pick for him if they go that route. But I think Kingsbury is more keen to play his offense with a Kyler Murray back there. And, oh, Jesus, that was my chair. Uh, but he would definitely be be more comfortable having somebody who can move around and, and isn't so stuck in the pocket. I mean, you saw Rosen last year looked... Very statuesque in multiple cases, and he missed throws. He made some throws, but he missed a lot of throws and threw a lot of picks. And I think he would enjoy having somebody on at QB who's very accurate thrower of the football and 
who is able to to move around and make plays almost like like Patrick Mahomes in in Kansas City. Uh, if we look at the number two pick with the 49ers, that this is going to be a really interesting pick because now the buzz goes from them trading for Odell Beckham from New York to do they draft a wide receiver here like a DK Metcalf or Paris from Ohio State? I, I mean, they're going to need weapons. They have some young players, as I mentioned before, but Jimmy's coming back. Kyle needs to prove he's the coach of the future. He needs to fit into that Sean McVay kind of bubble area. And I think getting somebody who's a really big playmaker would be huge, huge for the 49ers. And the safe pick here is probably taking Bosa if he's still available or Josh Allen if he's still available, just as far as like talent level goes and what they can do next year for you. I kind of think... An edge rusher would be a nice, nice choice, but you never really know what they're going to do. And then at three, you have the New York Jets. Uh, they're kind of a big wild card. I'm sure they'll probably take some sort of defensive player here. I, it's hard to count them into a category of drafting a wide receiver or any sort of offensive weapon at this pick. They're, they're probably going to take some sort of defensive end linebacker so somebody whoever is the most talented left in the draft which it's all going to depend on those first two picks if if uh, the cardinals end up taking murray or if they end up taking nick bosa who's kind of the the clear-cut winner there now four you have the raiders with their first of three picks which is again i don't know gruden kind of does whatever he wants so if he likes somebody at quarterback you know he might take a quarterback here um, they really probably need to replace Khalil Mack with a pass rusher. And again, those first three picks can depend who's here. But I think they should probably take, they should probably give Carr a little bit more time just because he's actually has proven to be a good NFL quarterback in the right circumstances, in the right system. So I think they need a pass rusher here. They need to replace Khalil Mack for trading him. I could see them also taking DK Metcalf with this pick if he's available, just for the clear sake of Gruden liking him and already talking about him once and then him putting up the crazy numbers to do at the Combine today. It wouldn't surprise me if they take Metcalf here if he's available. I just really don't think a quarterback is the right choice here unless you're going to plan on trading Carr for a pick. You'd have to get a second-round pick. To do that, I don't know what what the fuck you'd want to get for that, but I I'd, I'd be hard pressed to get rid of Carr at, at that at this stage with the team, and and I, I don't know unless there's huge internal struggles and and relationship issues, I would be very surprised if they get rid of Carr. Uh, and then at five, you got probably my sleeper dark horse team here to make the playoffs and actually make a run next year, the Buccaneers. They're really going to need to to probably add some sort of defensive weapon who can make plays and who can possibly change outcomes of games. I would love to see, just because I have them picked as as a possible playoff team who's going to make a run, especially with Jameis coming back for a full season and healthy, especially with Bruce Arians coming in. I think he makes all the difference having a stable coach in there who's done it, who's been there before. I think... 
with with Barber in the backfield and with some other pieces, if they can keep Deshaun Jackson in there, if they have Mike Evans, you know, they have OJ Howard, if he can stay healthy, they, they have the offensive weapons. But for them to add another wide receiver or another running back, it's probably going to happen in the second or third round. So I don't think you have to worry about them making any splashy picks. They're probably going to take whoever the best player available is, whether it's a safety, whether it's a linebacker, whether it's a defensive end, edge rusher type player. I mean, you don't know if if Jason Pierre-Paul stays there. You don't know if if he's going to be traded. I don't know. I mean, they're... Their cap space isn't amazing, so they don't have a ton of room unless they're planning on cutting a bunch of players. So I would definitely watch the Buccaneers, though, this year. I think they're going to have a huge comeback year. I think 9-7, and 10-6 isn't completely out of the question. With that. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they go 9-7. and seven. That's probably going to be my, my prediction. And they're my one team I really would like to hang my hat on and say they're going to have a much better year. Um, then at six, the Giants, I think if Haskins is still available, they have to take him just because they need to replace Eli. And unless they're going to trade for, say, a Josh Rosen, say they're going to trade for, you know, or sign a free agent like a, you know, like a Nick Foles, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And there was the whole rumor about about Russell Wilson possibly wanting to go to, the, to New York and Sierra wanting... That's, I'm not denying that that was a real rumor, but I just don't see the possibility of that really happening in any sense because Russell doesn't really have any choice. He's stuck in Seattle. They'll tag him three years in a row if they have to. So it, I think they take a quarterback at six, and it's probably Haskins, and he sits a year behind Eli. And when Eli sucks ass like we know he's going to and he's fucking standing in the pocket getting hurt and taking hits... They're probably going to put Haskins in partway through the year. I mean, this is just all my prediction, but I bet Eli doesn't make it the whole year if they draft a, like a Haskins. He probably plays part of the year, comes in and makes Eli look even worse than he did. But oh, And then at seven, you got Jacksonville. And here again, it's a huge question mark because who in the hell knows? if I think, personally, the Jaguars go out and they get Nick Foles, uh, whatever it takes. I don't... I'm not, I just don't think Blake Bortles is is the answer. I just don't think you can keep him after the the huge disappointment of last season. I I think you have to go out and get get a Nick Foles, which Nick Foles carries a lot of question marks and baggage with him though too, because he played really well in certain systems and he's had definitely some good games with the with Philadelphia and he won a fucking Super Bowl for Christ's sake. But the fact that He's had some ups and downs, and he's had the MVP caliper year, but he's also sat as a backup. He's like 30. It's kind of hard to say if if he's going to be able to sustain that really high level of play and that we at least know he has the clutch gene, which is a huge part of being a quarterback in the NFL. Like We know he can play his ass off in a big game. He can come through in clutch situations. He's not going to fold under pressure. He stays calm. I mean, if Alshon doesn't fucking drop that ball in the in the playoffs, it, that's a whole different conversation. He could have came back, I think, for that, but who knows? It's all the, the what ifs. But Jacksonville probably takes again whoever the best player available is at this point. 
it's hard for me to believe that they take like a Kyler Murray, even if he's still available. I just I, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to draft a quarterback just with being bit in the ass by the Bortles pick at number three in, in 2014. I mean, it, I don't know. Anything can happen here. And this is all just me having fun predicting. But uh, as we get down to 8, 9, 10, 11, you see we got... The two other quarterback needy teams would be Miami at 13 and then Washington at 15. Now, there's a chance that if somebody really loves, a scout really loves from Miami or Washington, Haskins or really loves Kyler Murray, they could try to negotiate a trade up to either the number one spot, number two spot, wherever he ends up going or either of them end up going. I my prediction is I think Miami tries to get Teddy Bridgewater and they end up releasing Ryan Tannehill. I think Teddy's a Miami native. He hasn't really proven that he's gonna be able to be a hundred percent and compete at the highest level, but he's he's at least serviceable in the NFL. We saw that his first couple of years with the Vikings. He's not a bad quarterback. He's small. He has a weird throwing delivery that's low and he doesn't bring his arm over the top. He doesn't have the arm strength, but he can make plays happen. And he's been in the playoffs. The knee is a huge question mark, but the Saints really seem to like him. And he really fit into the locker room really well. And all the players seem to like him. So I think if you can go out and get him as the Dolphins, I would probably try to go that route. Don't sign him to a long-term deal. Don't pay him a lot of money. If you have to hit the reset button after one year, if he gets hurt again, if he doesn't live up to expectations, it's not the end of the world. I don't think this draft is deep enough for quarterbacks. I think next year is going to be your your draft where, okay, we fucked up. Teddy isn't the guy we thought he was or he gets hurt. You take a quarterback next year. I, that's just my what I would do. I don't know. I, I don't know shit. I'm just a fucking IT person. <laughs> I'm just having fun doing this shit, just talking about it from a casual perspective. So that's great. Uh, and you look at 15 with Washington, it's like Alex Smith fucking blew up his leg last year. Who the hell knows if he comes back? And if he does come back, it's like Teddy Bridgewater, like mentioned before. It's like, is he going to be the same person? Is he going to get hurt again? What's his recovery process like? Even if Alex Smith comes back, he's... He's an above-average NFL quarterback. He's a top 20, maybe 15 quarterback. He's not a huge playmaker. He likes to check down. He likes to throw the 100% balls. Not. It's just hard to say what what they're going to want to do in Washington if, if they think it's worth it to trade up to get somebody. It's just gonna, It's going to be really interesting to see it what happens with that and the rest of the picks are all going to be dependent on what happens in those first top 10 picks and i think the interesting talking point is the fact that the raiders have i'm just scrolling through here they have three fucking picks in the first round it's like they could get dk metcalf they could get you know a div a pass rusher they could get a linebacker they could get a safety i mean they can get all these pieces out of the first round first and second round they can really bolster that roster and get some people around Derek Carr and get a defense in there I I have I hate to say it I, John Gruden's kind of a jackass but the Raiders have they have a good chance they have a lot of young players but they have a good chance of 
being competitive in their division next year. I don't know if they're going to have a winning record, but going 500, definitely on the upswing. And if they don't, then I think that the whole Gruden thing, I think the whole trading away Cooper, trading away Mac, just makes you look stupid as shit. I I like the Raiders, though, as a team to, to improve. And I think it's good for the league if the Raiders are decent. So I'm always rooting for them. I'm always pulling for them in that situation. I hope their draft picks get get them somewhere, and I hope everybody kind of elevates to that next level, and Gruden will be there a second year. And I think they have a pretty good chance of being a better team than they were this year. I mean, they sucked ass this year. So as long as they don't go completely backwards two or three win season, I think a 500 season – even a, a six and ten season is is an improvement, and they just got to get better quick. <laughs> I mean, I have a hard time thinking that unless they go five hundred, everyone's going to be very disappointed in them. So, so yeah, that that's kind of all I really want to talk about with the draft order and the draft picks. I mean, the Patriots and the Colts are going to have a shitload of picks all the way through just because of trades. They're both going to be fantastic teams. I mean, they were already fantastic teams this year, and they're not going to lose any pieces. The Colts will get 12 picks or whatever, and the tons of fucking cap space to the point they they could sign a Le'Veon Bell, they could get an Antonio Brown, they, they could get whoever they want. They could go out and sign fucking Michael Jackson's ghost for all I fucking care. Like they could spend so much money, they have like 100 million dollars in cap space. Like they could pay, they could have fucking private concert. They, they have so much money, it doesn't matter. But they're gonna make, they're gonna be better next year. It's luck's gonna come back. Ty Hilton's gonna come back. Fucking Max gonna come back, and he's gonna run. Just they have a they have a good good roster. They got a good coach. They got a good GM. Finally, so I think luck just continues to be better. And I think they're just gonna be great. I think they probably go ten and six again. They might go eleven and five. Shit, they might go twelve and four. I mean, it's. You're kind of weighing out the possibilities there, but I think if they go any less than ten and six, it's a big disappointment. But I think they go, they go eleven and five probably next year. I, it's hard for me to pick against them. And in the, in the AFC, I think they're they're going to be one of the better teams. Uh, and I think the Patriots are going to be, of course, they're going to be right back there with Brady and Belichick. But with how many picks they have, with all their young players, with some of the injuries they had at the beginning of the year, I think. They're going to be a clear-cut Super Bowl favorite coming into next year. And I'm not making any hot takes saying that, but they're going to be damn good next year. So, And that's not to the surprise of anybody. Everybody picks them as... Oh, oh, fucking Siri. I wasn't talking to you, but that's interesting. I don't know how that uh, that triggered Siri, but interesting. The fucking watch is talking to me. Uh... Yeah, and anything else that's happening right now is the, the giant trade rumors and, and all that stuff. We'll have to wait till probably a little bit closer to the, the official start of the season. Is that here in March at some point? It Let's, let's check the Twitter feed here and let's see if... Uh, yeah, so a couple... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good stuff happening though. Crazy display of of skill though at the combine today, yesterday, and today, and it's probably going to continue into tomorrow and Monday. We just got 
Oh damn, we got a bunch of talented young guys, and it, it's going to be an exciting football year. It really is going to be exciting football year. I'm so excited to see what happens. I don't think I've been this excited for a draft preseason. You know, just the off season, all the moves that can happen, all the different scenarios that can play out. The trading up, the trading down, the picks that are going to be taken with DK running that 4-3 today. I mean, I he could go two to the 49ers, and that completely changes the whole draft structure. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting. I think what we'll probably do is we might even do some sort of live, live stream type deal for the draft just for reactions, just for... You know, put it on Twitter, video it maybe, just some sort. I'll for sure do some sort of podcast episode just dedicated to the draft itself. But this is really just BS, and this is is really just having fun. And I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So, just if anybody listens to this, then I'm happy. I don't know. This is this is fun. Uh, it's a guy, you know, we can talk about a little Madden now. Madden 19 is fucking. It's a great time. It's it's broken as shit. It's it's fun though. I played some games today. I, my go to team now are the are the Cleveland Browns for sure. They're they're an awesome team for Madden. They got pieces everywhere. They I got to stop doing that with my chair. That's probably really annoying. But they got pieces everywhere. Baker's good. Chubb's good. Miles Garrett's good. Jarvis Landry's good. You got this guy. Paraman, who's like a fucking fifth string or fourth string wide receiver, has got like a 96 speed. You throw him in there, you got him returning kicks. I mean, you always have a chance to make a big play. So, my co-host, who's not here with me again today, we played a couple of games against each other. We have a nice little rivalry going, and he fucking smoked me today. I mean, he brought it to me today. He was picking me three times a game, and it just made me feel like. Dick, like I could just sucked ass at the game, and that's just that's enough to ruin your day, really. I mean, you suck at Madden, and you have a bad Madden day. That's like you might as well just hang up the day. But but we're continuing on. We'll, we'll probably get on there again and probably try to try to turn it around. You know, you gotta go on and, and see if you can make make it things a little better and see if you can get a win under the belt. But uh, I don't know. Does anybody care about Madden? Who knows? The listeners, who, who the fuck plays Madden? But. It's fun. It's a uh, it's a good time. And uh, let's see here. We're at about twenty six minutes. So I don't think it's gonna be actually an hour every day. That's just the name I came up with. I don't know. The fucking name sounded good. It's, it's a, fucking don't kill me for that. But it's not gonna be probably an hour long ever. Um, man, look at my phone here. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be an amazing, amazing football year like an absolutely fantastic football year so excited obviously living in minnesota big vikings fan school but i i don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to be that good this year i i'm not a kirk cousins believer <laughs> you know I, I i like dalvin cook i like stefan diggs i like thielen I, I mean i'm a big fan of some of the pieces i like the defense i like zimmer calling defensive plays I don't like Zimmer as an offensive coach, and I'm kind of pissed they picked up his option for 2020, to be absolutely honest, because I don't think he's the right coach for this team. With that said, there's probably a lot worse you could do. 
Uh, I think there's better. You could probably do, but I think he's too old, honestly. I think he he really fits into that dinosaur-esque pound the ball. Yeah, pound the ball. Yeah, we got to go out here and fucking run it 50 times a game. And, and it's just like, you know, you just paid $30 million a year to have supposedly one of the best, quote-unquote, air quotes. I'm doing air quotes very big here. Best quarterbacks in the league with Kirk Cousins, which... I don't like Cousins at all. I think he kind of sucks, but it's, that's not here or there. I mean, he can't win a big game to save his life. He can put up numbers in a regular season. It's basically Andy Dalton 2.0. Andy Dalton's probably better, too, to be honest with you. And his prime was probably better. But the Vikings, they, they're they going to do whatever they're going to do. And they're probably going to be fucking 500 this year. They're going to be 9-7, and seven, maybe 10-6, and six, depending. I have to look at their schedule, but... They should be able to beat the Lions the two times they play them. They should be able to beat the Packers the two times they play them. Somehow they always find a way to lose to fucking Detroit, though. Detroit's always a shit pile of a team, and they always lose to them. But I, the Bears are going to be good. They're going to come back. I, I don't think the Bears will be be as good as they were last year. I think people have tape on Trubisky. I don't think Mitch is that great. I think the defense is going to be exposed a little bit more this year. I don't think they're going to play at quite the level they did just because now there's a whole season of film on them. Nagy's an amazing coach. Learn from the best. Learn from Andy. Andy's the fucking king. Um, but it, I don't see the Bears being 12-4. and four. I, I, Putting up a crazy season. I think they're 10-6 and six probably this year. Uh do they win the North? It's possible. I, with Detroit sucking and Green Bay with LaFour probably sucking and the Vikings being an average team, Bears probably win the division again. It's hard to pick against them, honestly. But I'd love to see the Vikings have a good season, but I've just been so disappointed so many times by these fucking Vikings. It's it's hard to even be a fan anymore, to be honest, but... Uh, but yeah, I, as I mentioned before, my dark horse pick for the playoffs are definitely, definitely the Buccaneers. I think they are going to improve drastically. And it came out today that they're trying to look for speedsters at the at the combine and the draft. And uh, yeah, it, it's. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be out there looking for some some weapons to add to the team and. It's it's gonna be they're gonna they'll take a wide receiver probably second round maybe third round it's hard to say uh so, oh look Paris Campbell McCole Hardman Debo Samuel scheduled to have formal meetings with Buccaneers while in Indianapolis I mean Paris Campbell looked pretty goddamn good he ran the fastest forty so I mean if you can keep him. Uh, you keep him and you fucking keep Jackson in there. That's a damn good combo, but who knows if Jackson stays. Uh, yeah, this was just kind of a fun one to talk about some of the, the storylines. and We'll see what happens. It's all going to depend on, on what teams do here and once the offseason quote-unquote starts. And But that'll probably do it for this episode. I mean, it, thanks for listening if anybody's listening. I don't even know if anybody's going to listen to this, but... We're trying. We're trying out different ideas. We're trying out different production quality, and we're on SoundCloud right now. We'll maybe move off that eventually. Maybe we'll do some video eventually. Maybe we'll do. I mean, the Twitter page is there. We're on iTunes. Um, we're 
titled literally just Football Hour because I'm not sure how iTunes and podcasts does the title, even though it's Eminem Football Hour. And it's at MMSFBHR on Twitter. Not sure why it's on there like that, but let me know what you think. If anybody listens to this, give me pointers, give me tips. Never done a podcast before. This is all new, but booyakasha.